All right. Welcome back, Boomtown listeners. We're your hosts, Diani Wajay and Janae Coleman Durden. And this is Boomtown Boom Story. Story. Oh my God. Was that perfect or no? Okay. I feel like it was perfect. I could hear you saying stories after I said stories. Wow. I think you're a little too hard on us. I feel like probably we're, we're that's on brand for me. <laughs> I feel like it was so good. I want to be up front. Uh-huh. We're recording at 1030 uh, on a Tuesday. I'm recording from my phone if my audio sounds funky. Because we had to redo our intros. So. It's true. I don't know what happened. Because I know we did do an intro. I remember. I know that. we did. I know yeah. we did. Because I remember, I remember like being like, oh, this is what happened at competition. Yeah. And yay, my kids. Yeah. Yeah. I know we did it. Um, I do not have it. I don't it's all good. Anyway. There's a chance that we didn't record it. You know what I mean? There is that chance. <laughs> yeah. That's always a possibility. <laughs> But it's crazy because I'm always so nervous about that. I'm like, Diani, are you recording? And I always am. So I legit don't know what ha- what happened. I don't know what happened, but it's on brand for us. I'm here for it. We're able to do it now. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yes. Uh, what have you been up to? I mean, we might as well just kick it off with like the oh, normal. What? Like, what are you... No. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. I was not expecting this. Um, but yes, I wasn't expecting to actually like have to come up with real answers of what I've been up to. Um, but uh, Paris, do you want me to talk about what I've been up to? No, I think I can. I, I have. Okay. I love that. Okay, I have things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Paris's birthday. Now that we're, we're redoing things. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, Paris's birthday was uh, right right a few days ago, and right I, a few days ago. yeah, right a few days ago. So I was on a yacht, um, and That's that was fancy. yeah, that was really nice and fun. And is outside. that okay? So I saw you in like the the like metal and color bikini on mm-hmm. Instagram. Is that what that's from? Your I was like, where is she? Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. On a yacht um, makes sense. On uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> which is so oh, amazing. Like I, you need those friends because I honestly, like I grew up a little, a little bit privileged, like just look, like a little bit, whatever black privilege is like, that's what I had. So I grew up with that, but my dreams were never this big. So being on a yacht that my friend was able to just be like, oh yeah, I'm getting this yacht for my birthday. That's still, that's outside of. Yeah. I mean that that's some that, yeah. but legitimately like that's like for for the average American that's some pretty next level wealth so like yeah. I'm here for it I love it yeah and it's just it's I think it's amazing that my dreams keep getting bigger and bigger I never without Paris I never would have dreamt yeah. that like oh oh I could be on a yacht that's nothing I should be on a yacht yes. I deserve to be on a yacht I deserve to be on a yacht so I I'm continuously learning my worth. <laughs> I love that. That's what I did. I love that. Yeah. What about you? 
I backed into my garage because I was scratching my eyes. I was rubbing my eyes because mm. of my allergies. Mm-hmm. And uh, didn't I didn't put my car in park. Mm. So I backed into my garage by accident in the middle of the day. And then had to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get a brand new garage door. Mm. So same Z's, right? Same like you're thing. on a yacht. The exact and same I'm thing. And I'm in suburbia buying a, a new garage door. Yeah, but thank God you have the money for it. Hey. Yeah, but like that was hey, like plane tickets somewhere. You that was had it. But you had a the money. hotel room. That was true. But you had the money. You know, some people just don't have the money. And I get that, but also, like, I could have let it sit. I don't care that much. Yeah. But don't you also have a garage don't door to back into. You have a, because I don't have a garage door to back into. You're on a yacht. I want to be on a yacht. <laughs> no, I, I have a good life. You're, you're not wrong. I just yeah. am in a, I'm in a place of stress. Yeah. And you caught me at the end of, uh, like, a working day. Mm. I'm having all those feelings. Mm. It's not a Saturday where I've, you know, I've had some time yeah. and some space for yeah. my work week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this week's guest is a dear friend of ours. This is his mother. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Like I had to think about it. I was like, who did we interview last? Oh, I love, yeah. No, this is, this is amazing. This is amazing. I'm obsessed with her now. We had such a great time. Yeah. I mean, we are, we, so it's right. We're interviewing Ryan's mother. Um, You guys. Shout out to Ryan. Shout out to Ryan's mom. Like. Yes. Yes. You've heard stories of our dear friend, Ryan, and now we interview her mom and we have fallen deeper in love with Ryan and her her family. Yes, this is a true story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, yeah, I I was talking. I was I met like we were. Actually, I think it was in the comments on Facebook. I was just like, I just this has nothing to do with anything. I'm obsessed with your mom, though. Yeah. And she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, sorry." Awkward moment. You guys don't know Ryan that well. We'll have to have her on. Yeah, no, we. I was yeah. like, Ryan has to come on. Yeah, like, she's yeah, yeah. amazing. We'll have to have Do you want somebody to make you a drink that will kill you? Pass you right out. Yeah. No, don't don't have Ryan make you a drink. But oh. we can or do. We don't know people's lives. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh we had Ryan's mom on and you will meet her soon enough. It, she's she's great. Ryan, if you don't know her, Ryan is a little bit like me. She's kind of quiet, but also wild. So it's very interesting. Uh, Shanae is making weird faces right now. But... I've never met quiet Ryan. Ryan, oh my God. Ryan is super quiet. Like I don't know for the longest time, Ryan and I could never figure out why we were still friends because we're both very shy, quiet people. Without drinks. Okay, that stands up. Yeah. I don't know that Ryan and I have been in many situations without drinks. mm -hmm. And neither of us like to make decisions. I mean, the the non-decisiveness, I think, is... I can see that. Yeah. 
that feels like everybody in my life. That's fine. So it just doesn't make sense that it's just two quiet people who don't like to make decisions who are still friends. <laughs> no, that does make sense because you guys are a lot alike. Like I, I could see that. No, but it doesn't work out. Like if we're both so quiet and not like, well, what do you want to do? Well, no, what do you want to do? Well, no, what do you want to do? Well, no, well, what do you want to do? Well, no. And so it just is like, why, how did this still happen? How are we still? I feel like one shot in both of you become much more decisive and much more, um, dead grounded. Oh, (laughs) kidnapped. I don't think kidnapped. I feel good about them not being kidnapped now. All right. So uh, this week we're drinking, it was my choice, and we're drinking a rising star, yes. which I picked for myself. No, you picked it for me. You my star it. is on the rise. You were like, Diani is a rising star. Uh-uh. This is why I'm picking this drink is for uh-uh. the rising star. Uh-uh. The podcast yeah. is the rising star. The podcast me... Same thing. And me. The podcast is both of us. Okay. So I am the rising star. We're both the rising star. Well, you know, tomato, tomato. It be your own friends, audience. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. Not trying to let you know. You're the rising star. I'm the rising star. We're the rising star. Same thing. Y'all can't see her face, but she's making a face like she knows that I'm the rising star. That's not the face I'm making at all, listeners. <laughs> all right, but yeah. So, uh, cheers with our with the for the rising star. Yeah, and uh, let's get into this interview. All right, listeners. Well, welcome back. We are here with Miss Donna Fernandez. Donna, can you say hi to everybody? Hi, everybody. Glad to be here. Woo-hoo. It's cr- you and Ryan look so much alike. Like I know. I mean, obviously that's your child, so of course, but. Like the way that you smile, I'm like, oh my God. They're twins. Yes. Yes, we are. Really, you have strong genes because your whole family, like all of y'all look alike. (laughs) Different colors. Yes, true. True, true. I love that. (laughs) Where did you grow up originally? Um, well, I grew up in Houston, Texas, always Houston, still Houston. But I've lived in different parts of Houston growing up. So mostly in Detroit, so Third Ward, but lived in South Park for a while, came back to the tray, moved around the tray. So probably growing up, we moved about 13 times. My parents never took us out of school. We always remained in the same schools um, for the most part. And uh, you know, my mother was her own beautician. She had a shop with other people that paid her like for booth space, kind of like they do now. Awesome. So she was able to do whatever we needed for school. I have a twin brother. So we were glued together. What he had to do, I had to do. What I had to do, he had to do. That was fun until high school. When you get in high school, that's when you, you know, you, you find your own identity and you're trying to break off and do things on your own. So we sometimes unsuccessfully tried to do things on our own uh, and eventually broke away from just being totally stuck with each other. He was the talented creative side. Okay. I was the, I guess, the scientific intellectual side. Um 
he didn't try out for my high school. I went to high school for health professions. I did, however, try out for his high school, which is high school for performing and visual arts. Oh. I thought I could sing. I did not make it. <laughs> he made it, rightfully so. Um, but I made it into high school for health professions. And so that's, in, in my opinion, that's when life started. Now, I'm going to go way back. The earliest mem- memory I remember is when I was two. And we were outside in the snow. I lived on Eagle Street at the time, which is over by the U of H campus. And we had this beautiful dog that was like a, a husky. And we were outside playing. And so we're adopted. My mother and dad adopted us when we were eight days old. They saw us when we were three days old. And uh, we've lived with them ever since. My parents are currently not living. But we moved around. And I think the reason we did that was dad was always trying to raise capital for things he wanted to do or things he wanted us to be able to do. So in moving from house to house, he got equity out of the houses. The houses gained in value. He sold them at a profit. Uh, And then we moved on to the next one. And then at one point he wanted to downsize. Um, And so we moved to a smaller house. My favorite house was, they were both on Wheeler Street, like two blocks apart. The first one was where KTSU is today. That house was amazing. The other one was like on Wheeler off Live Oak. And it had the coolest, it it was built by an architect, had the coolest upstairs kind of loft-like area uh, that had a pull-out bed in the when you push it into the wall, the painting on it was just beautiful. It had a bar. I mean, it was the coolest house ever. So that was our life growing up. Now, when you get to high school, okay, <laughs> party, party. Yeah. <laughs> so um, his school was a little more structured, my brothers, than mine. In my school, we didn't have, um, we didn't have sports. Uh, there was no team. There was no beautiful building. We had uh, shacks. So we are called the Shackies. I was the third class uh, from when the school had just started. So the third freshman class. And most of our classes were at Baylor College of Medicine. Really cool. We got to play, not play, I'm sorry, learn in the yeah. cadaver lab and work alongside uh, Denton Cooley. That was just amazing. We got to go in the surgical carousel and see like a quadruple bypass, you know, some really interesting stuff. And we learned a lot. Um, We got jobs in our senior year and we worked in the various uh, medical center facilities. I worked at Veterans, Veterans Hospital. I worked at Methodist. And then I worked in a dental office that was a private practice. Um, I did get a chance to see an autopsy from like six feet, not even six feet. I'm sorry, like a foot from the body, like right there. I could have touched it. That was pretty awesome, even though it was the the pathologist was eating his lunch. So he said, oh, yeah, I can I can show your students how we do an autopsy. So he had his lunch eating it while he was showing us, oh, here's what you do first. And I'm like, he's eating while he's doing this and the answer was yes because I mean he did it every day and from there you know just kind of interesting experiences 
Um, when we were in middle school, my mother transferred us to a um, kind of an integrated school, Lanier Middle School. And so there were there was lots of diversity there. And she wanted to do that because in elementary, we tried going to it was mostly an all white high school. And my brother and I and two other people were the only four blacks in the entire school. Um, and then when we got to sixth grade, no, seventh grade, we went to Johnston. There were six blacks and we knew them all. And that didn't turn out so well for us. So she felt like um, more of a diverse um, middle school would help us. And it did. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed the culture, you know, all the different people we got to interact with. Um, and then we chose high school on our own. Um, and after high school, we went to college. And after college, you know, we started life. So what college did you go to? Well, I went to University of Houston and then I went to Texas Southern and my brother went to Texas Southern also. And from there, um, I actually didn't graduate. I started working full time. And at the ripe old age of 23, I had my first daughter. So I didn't go back to school because then I had my second daughter three years after that, um, decided to go back to school, had a third daughter still in school, uh, was able to graduate. Then I decided, oh, you know what? I want to continue psychology because I loved it so much. Let me just continue and see if I can get my master's. Got my master's, had my fourth child, who was my first son. And that was kind of exciting. I'm like, oh my goodness, I have a boy. Uh, I'd rather raise girls, okay? Um, I just think that the parental pressure is so much bigger for boys. You know, you have to teach them, uh, not that you don't have to teach girls this, but for boys, I think it's a little more, um, you know, you have to be a little more aggressive in teaching them respect and how to treat women. You know, as a woman, it's easier for me to show the girls and they can observe my own behavior. Now, behavior hasn't always been the best. So, um, you know, there were times where, you know, the biggest thing I wanted to do was go out and party. And I got married at a young age for me. And when I called the house to tell my brother, he was like, oh, I know why you got married. You just want to move out of the house. And he was right. <laughs> And that's what I did because I knew that my parents wouldn't accept it any other way. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what happened there. The marriage didn't last. Um, and then I discovered nightclubs. How old were you when you discovered the nightclubs? Oh, I must've been, okay. This must've been 22. Yes, it was 22. <laughs> so then uh, some uh, people from high school, my brother's high school, they had a club and I'm not going to go into those details because I don't really want to embarrass anybody. But um, so we started going there and there was a band and it was really good. And I'm like, oh, this is what a nightclub is like. This is fun. You could get up and dance. They had food. There was drinks. Um, and then you got to meet all kinds of people because this was a club that was located kind of in the Galleria area. So it was the melting pot of all things Houston. You got to see local celebrities, uh, people that did the news at the various news stations, people into town, uh, actors, actresses, singers, some of everybody came through this club. And me being the proverbial protected 
adult. I'm like, oh my God, that's so-and-so. Oh my God, can I have an autograph? I mean, I was like just a groupie that may have been 13. Having been exposed to something like that, um, you know, for the first time in my life, because my parents were very protective. They were older parents, uh, no diss there, because I'm technically an older parent now too. But uh, yeah, just enjoyed that whole club scene. So that didn't work very well for the marriage. I'm like, oh no, you <laughs> you can go have voice night out or whatever. Uh, but again, that was back in my 20s. Met a lot of really, really diverse people that did a lot of different things, had their own companies, worked in different industries. It was a culture shock for me because I was in my own little square and just never ventured out of it much, my own little box. But now I could go and see and do kind of anything I wanted to. So that was an eye opener. And then, you know, from there, you get to go out with lots of people and, you know, do some different things that you never thought you would do. And um, at some point, you have to rein it in. So I got pregnant with Cassidy, reined it all in. And then uh, I was a single mom with Cassidy and with Ryan. And that was okay. I mean, it was hard. Being a single mother is very hard. Um, you have to work to make a living for your family. I did have an excellent support system. My parents were around and I could ask them to babysit every once in a while just to give me a break. But they were firm believers. You made these choices. Now you got to deal with it. Yeah. So again, kudos to all the single, single parents out there, um, especially the single women I personally think it's a little harder for a single woman because you've got to maintain that salary so you can buy your groceries, uh, pay for the roof over your head. I was a little bit luckier than most. We had a duplex. I stayed in the duplex. It was family owned. Um, so I didn't really have to pay rent. That was a big help, really big help. Uh, but still caring for two children on my own as a single parent, uh, having to go to their school and the different concerts and things like that. That was, that was very, very difficult, but obviously I made it through and Diani knows my children. Yes. So, and I know they your are. mom and I know your brother, yep. and they were amazing. Like I love staying with your mom. Like she would make us breakfast. We would go out to the club and the next morning oh, yeah. over and she'd make us breakfast. Your brother was taking us to the club. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love um, now she wouldn't do it for me, but I think as we grew older and my children grew older, which is Ryan, you know, your age group, then I think my mom kind of relaxed, relaxed some of her, um, you know, the restrictions she had on us. And, you know, I think Ryan and Cassidy really loved her for it. I mean, she, no, she didn't let them run loose. Yeah, no, there were rules. But <laughs> they were, uh, it's like, okay, you know, Johnny's going to drop you off, make sure you get home. And it was always, let me feed you. Mm -hmm. uh, she loved cooking for everybody so and she loved the girls friends I mean Ryan to this day has a good group of friends that she grew up with went to school with uh, some that she's recently rediscovered uh, Cassidy's the same way so you know it's turned out pretty good I think tell us what so in high school was that hard for you guys to go to different high schools or did you like it being away from Johnny I think we enjoyed 
making our own minds and being our own selves and discovering who we were as individuals, aside from being a twin, was it hard? Yeah, because we had always been together. Uh, there was no separation. Uh, there was nothing we didn't do together. And now, because we went to the different high schools, everything was different. Um, he would come to my school very, you know, very few times. I would go to his school all the time because it's artsy. You know, they had um, concerts and they sung stuff and they acted and there was drama and photography and dance. And there was so much of a, of a variety that you'd never got bored. My high school, we had um, science and then we had science <laughs> and then we had more science. So, I mean, unless you're into that, it's like, man, I don't want to go this time. Okay. So we, we kind of built our own uh, identities apart from each other beginning in high school. Uh, at first, it was very difficult, but then we got in our groove because those are things we wanted to do. And we made our own group of friends and just kind of went from there. Yeah, so I know both of these schools, these are really great schools in Houston. I don't know if you have mm -hmm. any listeners, but they're awesome. Like you want to go to these schools. Um, but they are, they do. I want to go to these schools now and I'm grown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, neither one of them have football teams, right? They are both. Um, no, there's not an athletics sure. program. Now, I think they do have like cafeterias and they have regular school buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, they have all that now, but no, no, not the typical <laughs> sports and all that. Did you guys go to a different school for that or was that not in with sports and? stuff like not a part of your high school experience at all oh no I went to Lamar anything okay. I wanted to see having to do with a regular type of uh high school activities I went to Lamar high school for that Johnny wasn't into it at all so <laughs> he never followed me to those those games or events or dances or anything like that mm -hmm. they had their own thing going on at HSPBA and he was totally into that and they built their own extracurricular activities and did stuff on the weekends. Um, and I would just go to Lamar if I needed to go to a football game. Okay. But you weren't really partying in high school. Yeah, probably partying too much. <laughs> okay. But you know, when I grew up, okay, oh, this is gonna tell my age. When I grew up, the parties were house parties. Yeah. For birthdays, for uh, graduation parties. Uh, not for prom, because prom was in a hotel, you know, the usual typical prom thing. But all of the parties, and there were tons of them, were at people's houses. Well, back then, everybody knew everybody. So you could go to someone's house, your parents would drop you off, maybe it would be outside a little bit. And it was no, there was no thought to any danger involved in any of those. Yeah. There were no guns at, or knives at parties if someone wanted to beat you up you had a fist fight and that was the extent of it yeah that's it so our house parties oh man the music the parties it was so totally fantastic we didn't have to worry about any of the stuff that I as a parent worried about when my kids were growing up and it's even worse now I think so I'll probably worry even more when my grandkids start going to high school that'll be a you know a bit of a worry for me but back then you could party you could go out you could trick-or-treat by yourself your parents just dropped you off and you could run the streets after dark 
and it was no big deal. And that's what we did. So partying hard for us, including spring break, was always in the neighborhood, at, at friends' houses, uh, at people's pools that we knew. Mm-hmm. So we didn't, we didn't travel a lot. Um, and of course, I took that with me on into adulthood. I didn't really travel outside my circle a lot, but the partying probably oh, was extensive from second child to third. And you have to remember, there's a big age gap between my second child and my third child. Almost a decade. Yeah, yeah, a decade. So I had 10 years worth of, do I really want to party? But then I did have a, a partner that I settled down with. And, um, you know, we took on more of the role of, okay, let's build our careers and let's let's do this and let's do that. But party hard? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> High school, early college days. <laughs> yes. Um, at both schools, U of H and Texas Southern, um, involved with some of the Greek organizations. I didn't pledge anything. I'm a support group to the alphas known as the alpha angels. Mm -hmm. I'm an alpha angel. That is not a sorority. It's just a support group, but that's where I got involved in some of the Greek stuff that happened on campus at Texas Southern. Uh, and it's true. They do party a lot. We did party a lot. Um, so that was fun. And we, we are still in contact with most of the people we partied with in high school and in college. So that's pretty cool too. All right. I love yeah. it. Like lasting, lasting friendships. I, I mean, it's not just yes. somebody you go and, and, you know, oh, we got drunk together and that was it. It's like, no, these were lasting bonds. We had a good time, but also. Yep. Solid friendships remain. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Do you have any favorite stories from high school or college parties you want to tell us about? favorite I wish y'all could see her face she's reminiscing (laughs) it was a good time ah okay I'm gonna tell a decent one this is just a cutesy one but um so it was time to go to prom and of course prom night is a very special night in a number of ways uh you know kids even back then thought about okay am I going to be with this this guy forever and am I going to lose my virginity to this guy and um you know you think about stuff like that for your single prom as well as it's a milestone okay I'm leaving high school going off to college Uh, I've got the rest of the life my life in front of me that type of thing so for me one of the special events was prom Um, and I went to prom, my prom with the same person whose prom I went to at his school. We weren't dating, but we were really good friends, but I taught myself, he was like, well, what what should we wear? You know, where are we going to party? And so we had decided we were going to go wherever that the true after party was going to be. And that we would wear something that we could wear to prom, but it wouldn't be a big hassle because no one was going to change clothes. We were going to do whatever we did in the same clothes. Uh, and he was like, well, what dress are you going to wear? You know, all the girls are going to be blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, eh, I did not want to be like all the girls. Not at all. So I'm like, okay, let's think, let's think. I said, well, what are you wearing? And he goes, well, I'm going to wear a tux. And I'm like, hmm, okay, what color? Well, black. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to do the cummerbund, all that. He was like, oh, well, yeah, you know, that's what the guys wear. So I decided 
you wear tux, I'll wear tails. I'm going to wear some pumps and I'm going to put my hair up. Everyone is going to have their, their long hair straight and it's going to be shiny. And instead of me, I had really long hair. So instead of me wearing my hair flat ironed, as we call it now, or in like curls and all that kind of stuff, put my hair in a bun. I had on my patent leather pumps, three inch heels, and I wore tails. And when I walked in the door, because everybody was like, well, what are you wearing? Well, here's what I'm wearing. Oh, here's a picture of my dress. Well, here's what my dress is going. Oh, I'm going to have my dress custom made. Okay. I said, I don't know. I don't know what dress. I can't figure out what color. And they were like, oh, well, why don't you wear pink or blue or whatever? And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to tell anybody what I'm going to wear. I'm just going to walk in. And you could have dropped a pin on the floor and heard it when we walked in. Uh, my date's name at the time was Brian. So he and I walked in the door and he's got a picture somewhere. I'm going to have to tell him, look, dude, go find that picture. I have to have it. Yes. But, uh, when we walked in the door, cause everyone was looking so they could talk about who was wearing what and who looked a hot mess. You could not call me a hot mess. Yeah. I walked in like I owned the place, work it, own it. We both walked in, walked straight to the area where the drinks were being served and the eyes just followed us. You know, it was almost like the music stopped playing. It didn't, but it was almost like that. And I'm like, hmm. I was jumping up and down inside my head going, this is better than any dress I could have worn. There it is. I love yep. that. Oh, that was so cool. And my brother gave me the idea. Because I was talking to him and I said, Johnny, I don't know what to wear. What should I wear? Black, blue. And he goes, well, I want you to wear tails. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. So he helped me pick it out and we put it together. And he got the appropriate shirt that goes underneath and the cummerbund to match uh, Brian's. And that's what we did. And it was just so perfect. Now, for my prom, I wore a dress. Yeah, uh, you know, but I knew the people and they knew me and it was no big deal. But for his prom, he wanted to make a statement. Yeah. So I'm like, you want to make a statement? I can help you make a statement. <laughs> yes. And it was just, it was priceless. Now that's a good clean story. So, you know, I don't mind sharing that one at all. <laughs> okay. Do you have any not clean stories? Those are my favorite. Oh yeah, I'm sure she does. We have to wait till she's retired. Cause you're not retired yet, are you? No, I'm not retired and I work for a school district. So all right, we'll let it pass. You work with kids. It's a different story. Yeah, so what, what do you do for a living? Yeah. Okay. I do employee benefits uh, for a big school district here in Texas. And uh, it's rewarding. I get to talk to people all day long about their benefits I get to help them if they don't know what to do or uh, if they're lost or at the doctor's office and they don't have their card, uh, anything that has to do with employee business. So while the school district takes care of the, the kids and they're learning, mm -hmm. we take care of the employees. Oh, nice. That's beautiful. I how, love it. How long have you been doing that? Oh my God, for uh, probably 30 years. Okay. Uh, not just with the current company I'm with, but employee benefits for at least that long. So long time. See the gray hair. Yeah. 
I was yeah. going to say working with children will do that to you. Yes, that's I right. I have some wisdom highlights under here that you can't see. But oh, I love that. We're stealing that. Yes. Do it. Very nice. Yes. But yes, I tell my kids all the time. I was like, you're making me go gray. I hate you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome though. Okay. I can only, I feel like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm skipping back to the prom story because I'm so obsessed with it. Um, okay. I just feel like that would be incredibly sexy. Like for a woman to show up in tails. Like I just, mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah, I'm just especially like, back then like, too. Like that's like, wait, what? Uh, like a slick back bun and it's so polished and so sleek. Like I'm so here for it that is amazing it was absolutely cool because you know when you wear a tails the pants are a little bit skinny the top is kind of like a bolero but with the tails Mm -hmm. I had a cute little figure (laughs) so the shirt I wore underneath was very fitted Mm -hmm. so it was sexy but you had to imagine what was underneath you couldn't see it and I didn't want to show it so it was like, bam, here you are. And I know I'm sexy. I'm sexy. You and I know it. Wasn't that a song? And, um, you know, there, I didn't have to have anything low cut or, you know, straps in the back or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. For my prom, oh, yeah, I was looking all like that. But for this one, because we wanted to make a statement, I thought I'm going to make a statement without making a statement. Mm-hmm. and let's just see how that works and it did so yeah I'm waiting for somebody to get married and I want to be a part of the bridal party but I want to be in a suit how um, come you didn't tell me that I didn't even <laughs> open to it you had already chosen you you chose oh to it to us yeah I was gonna say probably because when I asked you to be a bridesmaid I sent it with this is yeah yeah <laughs> You're very hands-on, Shanae. That is not an option. There you go. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. That's right? a cool idea. Yeah. Especially for one of those, like a maid or a matron of honor. That would be You know, perfect. someone who's supposed to stand out uh, aside from the bridesmaids, but be part of the bridal party. That would look Yanni, cool. get married and let me do it. No, but I want to wear the suit. <gasps> can we wait, all wait. Wear suits? Oh. But like, wait, okay, okay, okay. Just a thought. Just yeah, a thought. I'm here for it. The answer is. I'm yes. really good at costuming. Like I'm really good at costuming. That's one of my. It's one of my areas of gift. Mm-hmm. Could we design suits for your wedding? Yes. The answer is yes. I'm. I'm gonna find you a husband okay. so fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need I have to part. be front and center because I just know that is just gonna be such. Oh my God. I, I can't even imagine how it. everything's going to look. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you a shout out. <laughs> okay. There you go. Thanks. 100%. 100%. What did you study in college? I studied psychology. I love people. I love people watching. I'm always trying to figure people out. Uh, why did they do this? Why didn't they do that? Um, what makes people tick? how to help them help themselves. So I thought psychology is perfect for me. So that's what I studied. And what made you switch colleges? Well, I love a good one. When I went to U of H, I took courses that my counselor gave me, but I wasn't really interested in. So I didn't do well in them. Mm -hmm. And I got put on academic probation uh, and then they said, well, next semester you have to do blah, blah, blah. 
And I decided, you know what, I'm just going to switch colleges to see if I can do a little better and maybe do some things that are more creative. So when I switched, I didn't switch majors. So majored in psychology still, but I had a professor and we used to always banter about different issues like standardized testing, psychological testing, anything in the psychology realm. And we used to banter so much when I got to my senior year, he let me teach one of his graduate courses. What? Wait, your senior year teaching. Okay. Yes. Now he was there. He was there. But still. I I have a teaching certificate, but he was there and I had to show him the content, kind of like a lesson plan every class that I taught. So you came up with the lesson plan? Yeah. Wow. It was, it was absolutely fire because I got to banter with fellow classmates and peers, um, just like I did with him. And, but I was in control of the discussion. So I could lead the discussion and say, well, here's what we're going to talk about today, or here are the concepts we're going to go over today. Uh, Let's hear what you have to say about it. And so I would take the coursework, you know, all the reading, the humdrum, the the, uh, principles that you had, the core principles you have to learn about whatever topic we were studying but I would turn it into an interactive, okay, let's, let's talk about this. Um, I would throw out a couple of things. I would ask the students, okay, now give me a couple of things you want to talk about and let's just talk about it. Let's apply this to here and now in reality as it exists today. Best time ever. Best time ever. Like, did anybody try you because you were younger than them or was everybody just chill with Oh, no, they were not chill with it. (laughs) When I first got introduced to the class or his classes, they were like, well, who is that? And why is she teaching? And how old is she? Because she looks like a baby. And the professor just simply said, this is my intern. She will teach the class and you will participate because I will be grading you. But you have to go to this class and here is your instructor. Mm. So totally up to you, your choice. And so when they saw the class wasn't just, uh, you know, repeating the, um, you know, what was in the textbook and it was actually application in reality, then I got people to participate in the class in a more interactive way. They enjoyed the class. Everyone excelled in all the classes. And at the end of the day, when, when I finished and went on to do something else, he would call me up and say, hey, you know, they want you to come back and they have spread the word that this is a really great cast. This is how it's done. This is the format. They love it. I said, well, then you continue it. Continue the legacy. And he would just <laughs> laugh at me because obviously he was, the, you know, the older seasoned professor. And here I am, the little undergraduate student who just enjoyed interacting with his students. Mm. I, I Everybody learning. I have several questions. Sure. The first question, and I think this is probably the most important, and I'm sure it's what all of our listeners, when they hear this, are thinking. I cannot answer this question. Was he hot? <laughs> no, was he hot? That's my first question. Was he sexy? Even a little? A little? Okay. A little. <laughs> How old was he? He had to be at least like 45, 50. Oh, okay. If he had been hot? Whoo! 
Uh, I probably would have asked to teach some more classes and had some individual tutelage and, you know, just said, oh, no, I need you to be my mentor mentor. Can you mentor me Uh, in body, mind, soul, spirit, you know, mindfulness, whatever. I um, was going to ask you if you guys slept together. And I was like, uh, that, I mean, that was the follow-up question. That was the follow-up question. I'm like, listen, this man is letting you teach his graduate level classes at like 20. <laughs> if, you know, if there had been just a tiny bit more, uh, I'm going to have to say I probably would have. I mean, I was young and single. Uh, I do. Ha- I, I can say with all truthfulness, he was young and single. So that would have been nothing hmm. bad about that. Two single people, except for, you know, the whole professor student relationship probably wasn't a good I one. think that makes but, it sexier. That's perfect for a zaddy that he's your teacher. That's excellent. Yeah. Don't judge me. So, yeah. But he, I mean, he was, you know, there has to be that spark somewhere for me. Mm-hmm. And the spark was the the psychology course and me getting to teach it. <laughs> that was the spark. So yeah. I bet he was hoping that was the spark too. I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. I'm gonna yeah. say he's really hoping for the spark. Because Donna fine. She was, I, he, I was gonna say was, it. I can see it. I, if he had not hesitated in his moves, mm. then I would have been more aggressive. Because I consider myself. I'm not the average, again, I'm just not average. I'm not the average, um, well, he has to make the first move or he has to call me first. Oh, no. I I just need a little inkling of something, Mm. you know, like the Renaissance. So from there, yep. Yeah, like the Renaissance people uh, used to say, an inkling. If I had that, bam, done. Uh, But not not twice. Teach me. (laughs) I'm all, all jokes aside. I wanted, I wanted to have a professor-student relationship. None of my professors, Diani's laughing because she knows, she knows there was no way. No, it absolutely couldn't happen. <laughs> you feel me, Donna. I know you feel yeah. me. It couldn't happen yeah. either. You were like, oh, no yeah. inklings, no inklings. Exactly. So and, you know, you have to have something afoot. Uh, for something to happen and it, it just wasn't there so you know fate destiny all that was not aligned with the stars for me on that one so how did you meet your husband oh great story Ooh, we were both in rehab let's let's let that sink in for a moment okay so I was in the rehab facility visiting my best friend whose name was Donna He was in the rehab facility visiting his best friend, whose name was also Rick. So two Ricks and two Donnas. And the Donna and the Rick actually admitted in the rehab facility started dating. So when their two best friends started to visit them in the facility, then we said, okay, when we get out, when you guys get out, we'll all get together. And so my friend Donna, his friend Rick, got out. Uh, they officially started dating when I got out of rehab. And you're not supposed to date in rehab, right? Like that's one of the, okay. That's what you're not supposed to have any of those intimate type of relationships in rehab. It's a hindrance to your recovery, yes? Absolutely it is. So they waited until they got out and they 
invited me over for dinner, you know, something mundane. And I didn't go because I thought, oh, you guys need time for yourselves. Well, Rick actually went. He asked where I was. And I'm like, well, why is he asking where I was? And come to find out, he noticed me. I noticed him because he had red hair. Okay. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember him. Oh, he was kind of a cutie. So we decided to go out on a date, uh, a double date at the bowling alley. And if I could take a picture from them and show you, you all would die laughing. Okay. So this was the initial era of leggings. I had on psychedelic leggings that had a matching psychedelic headband. I don't wear jewelry. You know, I really am devoid of jewelry, you know, nothing, just little tiny, little conservative things. But my brother worked for a jeweler at the time, and I got a lot of fine jewelry at a really good price. I put on every ring I could find on every finger that was available. To go bowling? To go bowling. And we got there early. And so we could watch them kind of walk in the door. And so when Rick and his friend, his best friend, Rick, Walking in the door, the stars shone, the lightning struck. I was like, ah. I mean, something just clicked. And it was love at first sight. Believe it or not, we never left each other's side. And we are still together 30 years later. Oh, that's beautiful. When you said y'all met in rehab, I got immediately concerned. But that's a beautiful story. always throws everybody off and I usually like to let that sink in because the first thought is oh my god are you okay (laughs) well absolutely I'm okay I wasn't admitted I was just in there visiting so it's it's kind of funny and how (laughs) weird is that two Ricks and two Donnas who would have thought I was gonna ask did they have to go back to well they didn't ever go back they just went downhill Mm -hmm. and um I still talk to Donna today, but she has definitely lived a life of addiction. And I hadn't seen her for several years. Finally saw her for the first time in maybe about six years. And oh my gosh, she looks very different, but she's doing okay. She's doing well. Um, And Rick's best friend, Rick, um, had a heart condition. So, you know, drugs and heart conditions don't do well and it didn't do well for him. So he did not survive, unfortunately. So but you guys did. We did. We did. We survived. We had two more kids and uh, we have grandkids still together. Rick has red hair and he's a Hispanic man. And I yes. don't know that I've ever seen that before. <laughs> so, wait a minute. So, yes. Okay. You know, we tried, well, not we, I tried the fellas and dating someone from my own culture. Um, And at the time I met Rick, I was dating two other gentlemen. One was an attorney and they both had the same first name. I'm like, oh, okay, that's odd. One was an attorney and one was an accountant and very different personalities. And... Um, the one that was an attorney ended up dumping me on my birthday, uh, with the story. Oh, well, my family needs me to take care of this friend. (laughs) Okay. I got you. No problem, buddy. Yeah, exactly. And you can tell me on my birthday. Could you tell me on any other day? Right. Let's go slash his tires now. Yeah, exactly. 
It's like, we can go home now. We don't need to celebrate anything. Um, Wait, you were at your birthday dinner? Yes. Did you stab him? No. You should have. No, because karma's a bitch and karma's my best friend. Yeah, there it is. I yeah. love that. So I told him because he had been telling me about this girl a little along. I just didn't realize I was going to be dumped for her. But I told him when he broke the news, I said, you know what? She's going to end up destroying you or something of yours or making your life a living hell. And I'm not going to be around to say, I told you so, because I don't do that. Mm-mm. But you're going to, at one point, you're going to go, you know what? Donna did tell me about this. Mm. So several years later, I found out that she burned his house down. Oh, <clears throat> oh wow. Oh, that's so much and, better than him. I love it. And love it. he no had some, um, he didn't have a mental breakdown, but, you know, had some issues because his house was kind of his possession that he loved because he built it over the years, had some nice antique furniture, you know, just a well put together house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know he loved it. I think he gave me one year a book for Christmas. I'm like, oh my God, really? Um, yeah. <laughs> was it a first edition? Because that's the only thing that's acceptable. Stop. It was not a first edition. <laughs> um, and it was a really big book. I'm like, I'm not even going to read that. But anyway, I just said thank you and kept it moving. Uh, the other guy and I had an interesting relationship. We had decided, you know what? <laughs> we're just going to be friends with benefits and we're not going to fall in love and we're not going to have any commitments. We're not going to have any ties. And this is what's going to work for both of us. It did. Until we used to have these riveting conversations. Uh, I'll be frank. The, the sex was really good. And we just meshed really well together, you know? It was the total package, but he didn't want a relationship and I respected that. Well, when Rick came along, he wanted more. I said, okay, let me take, cause he was like, well, let's move in together. He didn't do that right away. This is after we had been dating. I said, well, let me tell you, you know, after six months of us living together in the state of Texas, we're married. And he goes, what? And I said, yeah. I said, need to tell you that. You need to know that. Not that I'm going to pressure you to do anything. I'm not going to do anything on purpose to keep you like get pregnant, have a baby and all that stuff. Uh, but I just need to, you to know that he was okay with that. He ended up making a commitment and I had to tell the other guy, you know what? I found somebody who wants more than just friends with benefit. And I think that's what I want too. And wouldn't you know, at the time I told him that he was like, well, but I was just about to talk to you about that. Mm-mm. Of course. He was lying. Like, oh, man. But you know what? I don't think he was lying because the intimate relationship had gotten so intimate and so perfect. I think I, I see that as maybe the next step. It just didn't happen soon enough. Yeah. And, you know, he just he just didn't say anything soon enough. And that's probably because we both committed to be not committed to each other so you know I, I was surprised that that worked because you can say okay this is what we're gonna do this is it we're gonna be friends with benefits but like somebody's gonna get feelings it I always know. works until it, yeah until, until. it's until. it's a hard relationship to keep until yeah uh now when the until happens it's kind of different for everybody but the longer you're in a relationship like that um, I think the harder it gets for you to just be, well, we're just friends with benefit. Right. I mean, it's just like the movie. Uh, they couldn't, 
they could not be friends with benefits after a certain point. Uh, I think that's true. We just hadn't fully got to that point, but we were getting there pretty quick. Uh, but this relationship popped up. That's what he wanted. He wanted a long-term relationship. We meshed well together. You know, it just all worked. I think that most people who aren't sociopaths, <laughs> you crave connection. Like that's, yeah. that's like human nature. So for I, I just, I don't think that friends with benefits works for normal people. I would agree. I would agree. It's a temporary situation. Yeah. Um, until someone either finds someone that, that wants to make a longer commitment or until the two people realize that they both want more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. Young listeners just don't do it. Don't well, even bother. I don't know. I wouldn't say don't do it. Like do it for a while. If you want, if that's what you're looking for, do it for a while. And when I, if you yeah. are ready for heartbreak, if you are ready for uncomfortable conversations, go for it because that, that it ends up in one of two ways. Either you're the person yeah. who's overly attached and your feelings get hurt yeah, or you're the person who's not attached. And now you're like, that is true. Now I have to peel you off of me. Uh. Yeah. I think it could get uncomfortable for both, but you know, sometimes you take a good friendship and it becomes right. a really good friendship. And you know, it's that big debate. Can men and women just be friends? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then it turns into friends with benefits and everyone thinks, oh, this is cool because, you know, we're not dating anybody, but we're both getting satisfied in lots of different ways. And I can call you, you can call me, you back me up, I back you up. And that works until it doesn't work anymore. Like you said, I think um, it depends on, I don't know. It, it depends on a lot of things. I would, you might get hurt. Let me say that. But I do have several friends who've been in situations where they were friends with benefits and now they're married. They're happily married. So Right, that, but that's, that's when the until, that's when both people, I mean, listeners, I'm so sorry to cut you off, but that's, that's rare where it ends up being, oh, we both realize that we actually love each other and like, let's yes, be together. Like, that almost yes, never happened. Definitely, definitely rare. Uh, rare. Men too, you probably going to get hurt. But, you know, have fun. <laughs> Well, here give a reckless advice. That is true. If you need in to, your younger years, not, yes. not at 35, I'm not going, I'm not trying to do that. That's not what I'm trying to do. But right. 22, you know, I can be heartbroken a little you bit. You know, 22, your heart, your heart gets hurt a little. It's not the same. Right. Yeah. The heartbreak I, hits harder the older you get. That, that's I think there are certain things that you have to experience uh, for a lot of different reasons. A, to get them out of your system early. So you don't feel like you're a 45 year old person who was sheltered and now you need to party like a rock star, but you know, you learn from your mistakes Uh, and hopefully you don't continue to constantly make the same mistakes over and over again. You may make the same mistake once or twice. Okay. But I think people ultimately, if they want to do better, if they want to be better, they learn from their mistakes. Uh, And sometimes you can't do that without experience. So there you go. Yeah. Got to do something. That I enjoyed that. That was good. Yes. All well, the snaps. That'll bring us snaps. to um, advice. What what advice do you have for our listeners in general? Life advice. <sighs> okay. Here we go. Life advice. First, become self-aware. Know mm. who you are. Know who you want to be. Take some time for yourself to understand yourself. You are ever evolving, ever changing. So 
learn who you are. Don't let anybody change who you are. That's the first set of advice I would give. The second is, you know, enjoy life. It's so short and it can be cut so short and no one ever knows what time they have here or with others. It is so necessary and important for people to interact, enjoy the people around you. And if you don't, get a new set of people around you. You know, don't let people steal your joy, whether it's at work, whether it's your friends. Now, when it comes to friends, you know, just know who your friends are. Don't wait till a tragedy happens to find out who they really are. Um, But know who they are. Be in tune with who the people are that are around you. So you know who you can count on, who you can go to, what girlfriend you can talk to about anything, because we all need that. Uh, who's not going to spill the beans and who's not jealous of what you have, that she's going to advise you down the wrong path Mm. and you're going to be left wondering what happened. Okay. Um, And I'm just going to say, I'm going to quote a line from a movie. The hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. Women, be cognizant of your friends and their intent. Because sometimes people get close to you because they want what you got. And it's real easy to get it. Okay? We leave the door open for them to get it. We tell them, come and get it. Okay? Don't create those situations for yourself. And you don't have to deal with them. Um, Just be aware. Be you. Enjoy you. uh, Enjoy yourself. Um, If you need to make improvements, then make some improvements. Baby steps set some milestones, set some goals, uh, set some lofty goals. You know, you don't want to set goals that are so easy and then you stop trying, you become complacent and then you're just a regular everyday person. You want to be the best you can be. Um, That's the advice I have for everybody. Diani, I do want to ask real quick uh, while we're on the subject, is that why you want to be close to me? Because you want my husband? (laughs) Um, No, we've, we've already... We've been close. I just want your husband, like you have one. So it's just like, he's mine too. I just want to make sure I'm not leaving the door open. Oh, well, you know. It's like, I don't have one. So he's mine. It's, it's nice. Slam that door, girl. Slam that door. <laughs> you know what, Donna? Thank you. Thank you for giving me that permission. I appreciate it. Now I'm going to give myself permission to slam the door. I appreciate there that. You go. Okay. Thanks so much, Donna. Thank you. For You're welcome. This was awesome. It's been Thank fun. You. It's been fun talking to you both. I appreciate it. All right, listeners. Well, that was amazing. I love Donna. She was amazing. It's so amazing. So I, this is my first lengthy conversation with Donna. I've known Ryan since I was in sixth grade. Um, and so I've hung out with her family and all that jazz, but this is the first time, you know, you don't really talk to your yeah. parents that much. So this is the first lengthy conversation and it was great and I love it and I love her brother has passed away now but um Johnny was amazing like he legit would take us to all the parties I believe it I was like that sounds I mean they just sound like something I mean I you know obviously like Ryan is not my friend person I mean I I stole her but I love Ryan and then like meeting her mom I'm like can I be your friend too like she's mm-hmm. I mean that was just she's so much fun and yeah good people Good people, good life advice. I love that. It's, yeah. um, I love that we do this. I know I say it all the time, but it's just. No, but it's really good. Like, it's really good. Like, every time we, it's like we get to, we, we start recording and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. 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 Is it because we're nosy? Is that it? 
hundred percent. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Tell me all your stories. Speaking of excellent segue, don't forget, please email us your stories. Boomtownstories at gmail.com. We can't wait to read your stories on, on air. You can make stuff up. I don't care at this point. Just send me something. Oh, wow. Shanae. That's not okay. Well, I mean, if you want, <laughs> if you want to do it, it's fine. Uh, no. Okay. So also, I forgot to tell you, we started watching the Old Guard uh, on Netflix. We started watching the movie. It's really good so far. We didn't finish it because uh, I'm exhausted and my husband falls asleep at like seven fifteen. But uh, it was good. I was- I was a little worried after I suggested it. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't mention that it was like an action movie and there was lots of killing in it. <laughs> like, I didn't know if that was a problem. Um, but no, I, was like, I was like, Taylor Taylor loves, he loves action. I love the sci-fi, scientific, like what's going on, like that little like mystery there. So this was the, this has been good so far. I'm excited to, I want to dig deeper into the company yeah. because I was like, there's something going on there. So I'm, yeah. Yeah, it's really good at the end. You just, I really want it to be a series. It doesn't feel like it should be another movie. I mean, I hope it. they do yeah. that, but it feels like this could be a series. And it's so funny how that happens with movies. Like some movies you're like, okay, it should end here. <laughs> like, this needs to be the end. I'm mad that I finished it. I could have ended. I want to walk out. Yes. This one, it feels like, oh, I would watch a whole show. Like I would. Series this up. Yes. If anyone involved with Old Guard is listening <laughs> by any chance. Hire us. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know what you would hire me for. going to say you should turn it into a series, but yeah, sure. Hire us. No, hire us for something. Okay. Put a dance sequence in. I can choreograph it for you. I got you. I could be a oh, writer, probably. I could, uh, I could probably do costuming. I feel good about that. Yeah. That's one of the things I'm good at. I feel good about that for you, too. Yeah. You know what I haven't done? Picked out a cocktail. And I meant to. I was like, I need to pick out an easy one. Let's let's make a list of things that meant to get done. Because mine is real long at this point. Girl. Tell me about it. I was talking to my mom earlier today. And uh, we were talking about Mother's Day. Because she's going to be out of town. And then she comes back on like Sunday. Like that afternoon or whatever. So So we can go out that Sunday afternoon. And I was like, oh yeah. I was, just, I was like, okay, let me call and like make a reservation. And my mom was like, you said you were going to do that last week. And I was like, wow, I probably did. I have zero recollection of that conversation, but I believe you. Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I, I have made us reservations now. We actually have reservations at a very fancy tea room in Dallas. So I'm like really oh, Okay. I got that email. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, because it, yeah, I was like, I did it with Boomtowns because it would be easier for me to, yes, yes. So I was like, like what is this at the Adolphus? What are we doing? got it right before we did that. I was like, wait a minute. Did someone break? I don't have time to do this. We said we were going to get on here. Let me, I'll figure it out later. But okay, I was like, a tea room in Dallas? I did not do this. Okay. That makes sense. I was like, and then if you look at, like, look, if you look at the cost, you're like, I'm not paying for this. <laughs> I'm not going to do it now. Uh, I got my mom some, some gifts, but she wanted a, my mom wants to do um like a YouTube channel. So I got her a ring light. Like that was one of her mother's day gifts. Okay. Um, also listeners, I'm so sorry. I cut you off like 18 times. Uh, uh, I just want to mention Ryan's mom has a nose ring and I am here for that. Like I want a nose ring when I'm in my fifties. Like that's a good time. 
I like it a lot. That's going to be me. I'm almost there. I'm almost 50. You're 35. But I'm almost 50 and I just got my nose ring when I was not so scared of my mom like last year. So. Well, it's like I got my first tattoo when I was 30. Like it is what it is. I say first, my only tattoo. I got my tattoo when I was 30, but. Okay. Are we ready? Are you Do you want to get a Boomtown tattoo? No, absolutely not. I don't. No, like it doesn't have to be like for the podcast. It can just be the one that we get together. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't want to touch you. This is Boomtown story. <laughs> I think you should. I'm going to pay the guy who's doing your tattoo to yeah. tattoo a Boomtown when you're not paying attention. I'm going to give you a bad pill ideas. when you're you not paying attention. Ideas. You have bad ideas. You have bad ideas. Sometimes you have bad ideas. Listeners, my ideas have enabled us to have so much fun. No. <laughs> the worst kind of fun, the best kind of fun, but so much of it. Bountiful fun. Okay. Anyway, I'm keeping it super easy. Um, This is a drink that we used to love in college. So it's a good old whiskey sour. Uh, We didn't drink whiskey sours in college. Uh, Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. Oh, it was amaretto sour. Uh, I do not want an amaretto sour. I love you. I really don't want that. But what about a whiskey sour? I can do a whiskey sour. Okay. I actually make sweet and sour at home. So I'm, I'm down. I'm not doing that. I think you should. We did used to drink whiskey sours too. Though. We didn't. We did. But I do remember we did uh, make amaretto sours for our parties. We made sexy. I'm going to call it sexy girl punch for our party. We did that too. But I remember one time we made a little, um, there was a little jug yeah, of did. amaretto sour. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a lot of house parties, you guys, with a lot of homemade cocktails. Yes. A plethora of drugs. Okay, it, well, let's not say a plethora of drugs. We re- it was really only weed brownies. Um, sure. What other drugs did we have? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Okay, if there are other drugs there, I don't know. I was yeah. okay. So, <laughs> or I slipped them to you. Okay, so you're doing whiskey sours next week which is I love I love that because I can I can make a whiskey sour easy peasy lemon squeezy so that's excellent okay cool and then maybe we'll go back to fancy drinks later but um we need a a reprieve real quick yeah for the last two not this one but the two prior those were was a lot yeah um okay so before we go though I almost forgot I made um because I, I had to get the, I had to get other flowers. I had to get something else when I was ordering off of Amazon to get the roses. So I got lavender and I ended up making lavender lemonade. Yes, I saw your Facebook post about it. How was that? So good. Mm. So how do you do the lavender lemonade? No, so you make a simple syrup like with the normal way, but you put the lavender in it. So it's just, I mean, it's the way that you would make any other flavored simple syrup. You throw the- I don't normally make, flavored simple syrup so <laughs> that's the way that you do it you make the equal parts water and sugar and then whatever you, flavor element you want to toss in like whatever you want your simple syrup to taste like you throw that in there and then if you're going to do a lemonade that actually makes it really easy because it's easier to make lemonade with simple syrup than it is with sugar mm-hmm. so yeah but I made lavender lemonade it was delicious mm-hmm. um I also got uh like the pea flower one which I haven't tasted but everybody in the cocktail group I'm a part of is like oh this is like a like they all have that stuff and then I got a hibiscus one and I don't know what I'm gonna do with that yet but I love hibiscus so mm. 
I have hibiscus, but I wouldn't say that I love it. I like floral stuff though. Okay. I like uh, floral stuff and I like really like herbaceous stuff. Both of those are yummy, yummy, yummy to me. So yes. Well, I'm, I'm happy that ordering all those flowers worked out for you. <laughs> well, I haven't used the hibiscus or the, 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 I keep calling it the purple pea one. I don't even know what it is. Just, I wanted to be like the cool kids in the cocktail group I'm a part of. So I bought it. But you have plans. This is giving me youth vibes of being like, well, that's what all the cool people are doing. So I'll do it. Hmm. I didn't experience that in middle school. Because, because of- you were cool. Okay. So. No, there were only eight of us. We were all cool and we were all awkward and we all got bullied. <laughs> we were all popular. Maybe there are 12 of us. I don't know. As someone who knows you well, I believe that you were popular. I don't know that I believe the rest of it. There were no popular people, really. Maybe there were two or three. I don't know. It wasn't me, though. She was one of them. I said no words. I didn't. As someone who knows both your personality and your face, I don't believe you. You don't know me when you met me when I actually started speaking. You met me when I learned how to stop talking so much, which is probably shocking. All I things don't considered. believe that. You don't believe that I had stopped talking as much? No. <laughs> <laughs> I had stopped talking as much. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. Donna was a delight. Like, that was amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you being here and hanging out with us. And uh, I guess that all that's left to say is until next time. Boom, baby.